Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, saints of the Most High. This is Dale. I tell you, I hope you get as excited uh, as I do about what we're looking at in the Word of God here. I really do. To me, this is some of the most... uh, uh, joyous, some of the most uh, energizing portions of the scripture. I know a lot of times people say, well, this kind of stuff scares me. I hear that a lot. I actually hear that a lot. And when you're talking about end time things and what's going to occur when the Lord returns. And I understand that because the word tells us to fear not, to fear not, that that will be a strategy, that will be a tactic of the evil one to bring forth fear. But I tell you what, folks, this right here should just bring such a sense of excitement, such a motivation to uh, live the life of the kingdom of God, impart the truths of the kingdom of God, to share those truths. So let's go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, quickly review what we looked at at this point in time, and then carry on. Remember what Paul was writing under the power of the Spirit. He said, I request you, brethren, with regard to the coming of our Lord and of our gathering together of Him. So he's talking about the return of the Lord. He's talking about our gathering together him to Him. And he said this, that you not be quickly shaken from your composure or be disturbed. Something was said to them that was rattling them, that was disturbing them. Well, what was it? Don't be disturbed either by a spirit or a message or a letter, as if from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. There was someone that was teaching that the day of the Lord had already occurred and they'd been left behind. But don't worry, we'll keep pressing on. You know, you have the same type of teaching in in, uh, major portions of the body of Christ today. I can name churches within our area right here that believe this. They don't teach it overtly, but they tell their people, well, don't worry about Revelation, don't worry about Daniel, don't worry about these passages. These have already all taken place in the first century. See, it's the same type of thing. So verse 3, Paul said this, Let no one in any way deceive you, For it, the day of the Lord, will not come unless the apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed. So the man of lawlessness must be revealed. The Antichrist will be revealed before the day of the Lord, will be revealed before the coming of the Lord, will be revealed before our gathering together of him. A lot of times people say, well, we're going to get raptured first, then all this stuff will happen. The scripture does not say that. As a matter of fact, it says a lot of stuff that uh, is the right opposite of that. He says, don't believe that because there's going to be an apostasy. Again, I believe that's probably the Jewish people <coughs> that are apostatizing there in their faith and belief in God. And then the, the son of the man of lawlessness is revealed. And he's described this way. The son of destruction who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. So this man of lawlessness, this one that will become the Antichrist, comes in and displays himself as being God above every form of pagan God in the world. And then Paul says this in the fifth verse. Do you not remember that while I was still with you, I was telling you these things? That's great. Because they knew these truths. And yet what was coming against them was the opposite of it, and they didn't know what to do, and they were starting to buy into the lie when they'd already heard the truth. Does that not occur today? 
And he's just bringing to their remembrance, hey, don't you remember I told you about these things? I told you these things while I was still with you. Verse 6, now this right here is great. This gives so much understanding if we will simply allow the Spirit to give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Verse 6, and you know what restrains him now so that in his time he will be revealed. Again, and you know, so what does he tell him? You know what restrains him. There's something that is restraining this man of lawlessness, okay? You know what's restraining him now so that in his time he will be revealed. Now, this right here, I think that's one of the most pivotal portions of the Scripture because we see that there is something that is restraining him now, not something that will restrain him in the distance, but something is restraining this man of lawlessness now, so let me tell you what I think is going on here. Okay, I think something is restraining him because it says so. Let me take you to uh, the book of Daniel. Listen to this. Now, at that time, this is chapter 12 of Daniel, verse 1. Now, at that time, Michael, the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people, will arise, and there will be a time of distress such as never occurred since there was a nation until that time. And at that time, your people, everyone who was found written in the book, will be rescued. So let me just cut to the chase here. I believe it's the one that is restraining the man of lawlessness at this time, restraining him when he comes along with there, is Michael, the angel. Michael, the archangel who's literally doing battle right now because it says that when this time comes that Michael will arise. That doesn't mean that he's going to arise to start doing something. No, when you look at the, uh, the structure of the word and everything, it means that he's going to arise and quit doing what he has been doing. And now, I'll be the first one to admit, I wish Paul would have said it a little more directly. I wish the Lord had said it more directly to us. Here in the sixth verse of Second Thessalonians 2, and you know what restrains him now. They knew it because he had taught them while they were there. But he doesn't give us a name. <laughs> but he says this, so that in his time he will be revealed. I believe that Michael is the one that restrains. Now, you're going to read all sorts of stuff. There's going to be people come along and say, oh, no, no, it's not Michael. It's the church that restrains. No, 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 no. Or they'll say, oh, it's the Holy Spirit. And when the church is raptured, then the Holy Spirit is gone and won't function anymore. How do you get that out of Scripture? You don't see that anywhere. Okay, No, when you compare Scripture with Scripture, it becomes readily apparent that Michael is the restrainer. That also gives us more insight into the context of what he may be talking about with the apostasy and things, that he's dealing with uh, Israel here as well as with the church, the true believers. So let me read that verse again. One more verse will be done. Verse 6, And you know what restrains him now, so that in his time he will be revealed. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Now, I know a lot of people say, well, that's talking about the church being raptured. No, it's not. 
Because when you look at the context, it's talking about the one who restrains, and it's an individual one who restrains. I believe it's Michael who is restraining, who is keeping the tremendous evil from coming against Israel that Satan would like to bring. He says, yeah, the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. There's evil upon the world. Okay, you see that in 1 John. You see it all over the scripture. He said, but there's one who's restraining. But the day is coming when that restrainer will be moved out of the way. And in Daniel, it talked about that there's going to be such an evil time unlike anything that seen before. The next verse in 2 Thessalonians, which we'll have to pick up the next time, says, then that lawless one will be revealed. See, when the restrainer is removed, then the lawless one will be revealed. I tell you, there's so much truth right here for us to understand. So much that will bring joy, that will bring peace. At the end of this chapter again, remember what I told you, just like you did in 1 Thessalonians, Paul says to comfort one another with these words to comfort one another with these truths. These truths, rather than bringing fear, should bring encouragement, should bring exhortation, should bring joy, peace, and comfort to the body of Christ. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.